1: So, without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. We're sharing a powerful message with you that's called Pathways to Increase Intimacy with God. Saints of God, the door of opportunity has been opened to all of us who are born again to have a close, intimate, personal relationship with our Father God. But unfortunately, although that opportunity is made available to all of us, not many of us have and enjoy the kind of close, intimate relationship with God that He wants. One of the reasons why, It's because many of us don't know how to increase our intimacy with Him. There are things that the Word of God says that we can do to increase the intimacy between God and me and you. There are pathways that each and every one of us can follow that will get us to the place where we have the kind of close, intimate relationship with God that He desires to have with us. So come on, let's learn about some of those pathways that will tell us how to get there. That is, into a closer, more intimate relationship with God. So, without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called Pathways to Increase Intimacy with God. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes.
2: Amen, amen. Come on, get two, three, four folk high five, five around you. Tell them it's time to be blessed up in the house of God today. Come on, get two, three, four folk high five, five
1: around you. And tell them to have an ear to hear what the Lord's about to say. And I'm telling you, you're about to get blessed up in here, up in here, up in here in Jesus' name. If you got your Bible, which I invite you to turn to Matthew chapter 3 and get ready for this word I'm about to give to thee. Sharing with you a little bit more about what God wants you to do. The one that allows us to be able to draw a little bit more intimate with God like he desires to. And so since this is the in- year
2: of increased intimacy, God has been sharing with us pathways to increase intimacy with God. Pathways to in- increase intimacy with God. Matthew chapter 3, we'll start reading in verse 13. This is the foundational text. It reads, Then cometh Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. But John forbade him, saying, I have need to be baptized of thee, and comest thou to me? And Jesus answering and said unto him, Suffer it to be so now, for thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he suffered it. And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water, and, lo, the heavens were opened unto him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Of course, we know that this is an account of Jesus Christ, our elder brother, who is our brother like none other. He's the one that gave his life for me and you. He's the one that was the perfect son that God sent for me and you. He's the one that's also our example that allows us to be able to live out and know how to live out the life that God has in store for me and you too. So that God told us to be able to watch him and do what it is that we see him do, do. Well, praise God, we see that Jesus was God's son. Well, we are God's sons. Those of us who have received Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. But that word son, we found out is the word huio in the Greek, which means son as in doesn't tell you what kind of son, whether it's an immediate son or a remote son, whether it's a close son or a distant son. But we found out Jesus is a close son. We found out that he is a, an immediate son. We found out that he is a very close son because of the adjective that's attached to it: his beloved son, which means he's the dear son. He's one that's dear to him. And one of the things that makes him dear to him is that he's near to him. He was a son that was stayed in the presence of God and stayed with God, stayed aligned with God and, put, and did everything that God put him on this earth to do. But well, that's the kind of sons that we want to be too. We, that's the kind of son that some of us want to be too, praise God. Some of us want to be a son just like Jesus was. We want to be an intimate son. We want to be a close son. We want to be a dear son, one that is beloved to God. Praise God. And one that is intimate with God like Jesus was too. We found out that intimacy is a close, familiar, and usually affectionate or loving personal relationship with another person. It is a close, familiar, and usually affectionate or loving personal relationship with another person. We're close to God, praise God, and we're drawing closer to God so that we can be able to live out all that God wants us to live out and receive all that God does give out. We found out intimacy is also close or warm friendship or understanding. It is a personal relationship. This year is personal, praise God, whereas it's personal between me and you and God, praise God. Whereas instead of us just going through the motions, no, we want to find out what does God want us to do. And we're going to lock in with everything that God has in store for me and you. That if there's anything in the way that's keeping us from being a close son on that given day, we're moving it out of the way so we can get closer to God. So that we can increase in our closeness to God, our nearness to God, and our familiarity with God, as well as our warmth toward God. Because God is an all-consuming fire, and we've got that same desire to be able to draw close to him too so that we can be able to walk in the fullness of what God has in store for me and you. We found out we're affectionate, praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. We, we, we love God, and we're learning to be affectionate toward God, praise God. So we'll be all cold and callous about the things of God, but we be on fire for the things of God and desire what he wants to do too. But God has given us pathways to be able to increase in our intimacy with God because this just doesn't automatically happen. But there's a walk that we need to walk based upon the word that God says to me and you. It's things that he shares with me and you to do, to draw closer to him. And he said, if you draw nigh to me, I'll draw nigh to you. Well, we found out, praise God, one of the things that he wants us to do is pray. Because we found out prayer is a pathway to intimacy to God. Prayer is a pathway to intimacy with God. That one of the most awesome things that God has given us the opportunity to be able to do and be, that's the children of the most high God like you and me, is the opportunity to be able to pray, to be able to pray. I know it bores most saints, but it don't bore us. Praise God, because we get a chance to pray. We get a chance to communicate with God, talk with God, spend time with God, and be able to share with God and let God share with us, too, things like what it is that he thinks of us, as well as what he wants us to do, so that we can then be able to live out all that he has in store for me and you. Well, last time we got together, we learned a lot of stuff about prayer. Praise is God. We found out prayer is the place where we get serious about finding out what the will of God is for our lives. Prayer is a place where we get serious about finding out the will of God for our lives. And then when we find out the will of God for our lives, prayer is the place where we get serious about the will of God that we just found out. Because a lot of people find out the will of God, but they never get serious about it. Praise God. They find out what God wants them to do and what he put them on his earth to do, but they never get serious about it. But we found out prayer is, how you, is the place where you do that. Praise God. Where you become committed to what God expects of you committed to what he desires of you, committed to what it is that he showed you when you asked him to show you his will, whereas you went to the presence of God and he showed you those great and mighty things that you knew not of. But then God then allows you access back into the presence of God so that you can be able to learn to love what it is that he shared with you. We found out prayer is the chief agency and activity whereby men align themselves with the purpose of God. It's where men align themselves with the purpose of God. Because it's in prayer that that happens, praise God. Because in the natural, our will is not his will. But we found out it's in prayer that we get a chance to bend our will to God's will, not bend God's will to our will. Because a lot of people have thought prayer is where you bend God's will to your will, where you beg to him and say to him and and snot and cry to him until he do what it is you want him to do and be able to help you remain in that lust that you enjoy and do what you want to do and maybe get you out of it whenever you get in trouble from time to time. But, no, that's not what prayer time is for. Prayer time is where you learn to bend your will to God's will, to bow yourself to the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We found out Jesus taught his disciples how to pray. We learned it over in Matthew chapter 6. Let's just turn there just to make sure that you you remind you that this is the word talking to you, not just me talking to you. Amen. Amen. Matthew chapter 6. We found out Jesus taught his disciples how to pray. Starting with verse 9, he said, After this manner, therefore pray ye. I mean, this is the way I want you to pray. Our Father which is out in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come on earth. Thy will be done. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth, even as it is in heaven. We found out the part of the prayer that we're supposed to be praying. And one of the ways and manners that we're supposed to be praying is that God's will be done on earth. Even as it is in heaven, that God's will be done on earth, even as it is in heaven, that God's will be done on earth, even as it is in heaven. And we found out that's just not God's will in general, but that's God's will in specific. Speaking of our will, God's will for us too, whereas we want God's will in our lives to be able to be done on earth. Some of us want God's will to be done on earth. Praise God, even as it is in heaven. Blessed be the name of the Lord, because we found out that the will of God is a good thing will of God being done on earth is a good thing, too. Amen. And the will of God being done in our lives is a good thing, too. Amen. Whereas if that's what God wants us to do, then we, wanna, we know that that's a good thing, and we want to do what God wants us to do. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We found out we ain't bombarding the gates of heaven and storming the throne room in order to be able to get our personal desires and wills to be done. Amen. Amen. But we're going up in there to find out what kind of race God wants us to run. So that we can be able to get on track and get in the right lane and be able to lift something out that that glorifies his glorious name. We found out prayer is not prayed in an attempt to bend God's will to our will, but instead to design to afford us the opportunity to bend our will to God's will. Found out that's what Jesus did. Jesus said over in John chapter five, we learned out that Jesus sought not his own will, but to do the will of his father. He said, I don't even want to know my will. I don't even want to do my will. I want to do the will of the father. Oh, if we would just be imitators of him. He said that Jesus came to the earth to do the will of God. That that's why he showed up was to be able to make sure that God's will actually operated and occurred. We found out Jesus knew what he was sent to do. But he also knew that his flesh resisted doing what he wanted, what 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 he was sent to do too. That's why he learned to pray a prayer of supplication. Pray prayers of supplication. But we found out he also, during those prayers of supplication, we also pray prayers of consecration. We found out consecration is talking about the solemn dedication to a special purpose or service, usually religious. It is a dedication or setting apart of anything to the service and the worship of God. Well, that's, that's us, praise God. We're people that are setting ourselves apart for the service of God. Don't get nervous on me. Setting ourselves apart for the worship of God. Because if you get nervous on me, it demonstrates you haven't been in prayer. Praise God. Because it's in prayer way takes away that nervousness. Praise God. It's in prayer that you find out that it's good to do the will of God. It's in prayer that you find out you, that you get a want to do the will of God. Praise God. Because we found out that if you don't get up in there, temptation is going to be where you're going to find yourself. And that's tempted number one, to not do the will of God for your lives. And number two, the temptation to let the flesh rise and rule you. Because it's our flesh that rises and rules us to not do what God tells us to do. But it's it's in prayer that we get a chance to be able to put that flesh down, put our minds down, and be able to pick up what God says to you. Because we found out Charles Spurgeon said, our strength lies in prayer. Which explains why most Christians are weak when it comes time to do what God said to do. Because they haven't been in a place of prayer doing what God wanted them to do. We found out that the prayer of concentration affords us the ability to flow into the will of God for our lives and flow with the will of God for our lives. To flow into the will of God, talking about step into it and then flow with it. And that's to continue to go in the direction that God told you to do without pulling back and turning away to do something other than what God wants you to do. And we found out that, it's, that Jesus even prayed this prayer of supplication and, and, and consecration. Because even he went back in prayer three, four times. Prayer God two, three times, actually three, to be able to continue to pray. But he, he purposed in his heart that I will not come out of the place of prayer until I, my will and Jesus' will is the same. That he will not come out of the, the, the place of prayer until his will and, and God's will was the same. Well, that's the same attitude we ought to have. I ain't coming out of prayer until my will and God's will is the same. Now, if you got to go to work, go to work. Praise God. If you've got to go to the bathroom, go to the bathroom. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about that you're going to continue to do it until you decide to do it. That you're going to continue to do it until you decide to do it. That you're going to get back in prayer and get back in prayer until, you, until your mind and your will becomes God's mind and God's will. Praise God. That is the will of God. Oh, yes, it is. Now, continuing to pray the prayer of supplication or, excuse me, consecration helps the consecrated Christian to maintain his or her attitude of consecration by helping them stay aware of God and his desire for us in our lives. Continuing to pray the prayer of uh, of consecration helps the consecrated Christian to maintain his or her attitude of consecration by helping them stay aware of God and his will for us in our lives. Prayer allows you to remain aware of God. And as long as you stay aware of God, you'll be reminded of what he said to you. It's true. Anybody ever, somebody ever said something to you jacked up? Anybody out there? Has anybody ever said anything to you jacked up? Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. Messed up and said something negative and nasty to you. What did you think about next time you saw them? The same thing they said to you last time which is one of the reasons why God said, come on back in prayer. So you can be reminded of what I said to you last time when I told you what I wanted you to do and reminded of what I said to you one last time because every time you go back in his presence, you're going to be reminded of what it is he said to you, reminded of what it is he wants to do for and through you. That's one of the reasons why a lot of folks stay out of prayer because they don't want to be reminded of what God said to them. But whether you ever come up in there, God's still living in you. And God is still going to remind you of what it is he said to you. He'll never stop. He's going to keep on doing it until you do what it is he wants you to do. This prayer also helps us to remain attached to the power source, which will empower us uh, to be able to continue to do and desire to do what God wants us to do. It'll attach us to the power source that allows us to be able to be empowered to do what God wants you to do. Because God's not going to say something to you without giving you everything necessary to do what he tells you to do. God's not just going to say something to you without also giving you everything necessary to do what it is that God wants you to do. Because prayer is tapping into the power source in order to get the power for the source from the source of the will of God for our lives. God is the, is the source of the will of God for our lives. And while we're in prayer, he'll, we will tap into him and then he will give us the power to be able to fulfill the will of God for our lives. It starts with a want to. It'll start with a want to. And that want to will then begin to start fusing on the inside of you and helping you to do everything that it is that God wants you to do. Because where God guides, God provides. Amen. See, a person who is troubled trouble remaining committed to prayer is a person who will also have trouble remaining committed to fulfilling the will of God for their lives. A person who has trouble remaining committed to prayer is also a person who's going to have trouble remaining committed to fulfilling the will of God for their lives. If you want to see a person who has the capability of being able to make it all the way through into what God has in store for them despite what comes at them, look look at their prayer life. Because their prayer life will tell you whether they're going to be able to make it through into what God has in store for them. Because if they're committed in prayer, then they're receiving the power to be committed when they get out of there. Because if they stay committed in prayer, then they receive the power necessary to make it through once they get out of there. Which means once they leave the presence of God, the presence of God won't leave them. And they're going to keep walking into what God has in store for them because they're going to have the power necessary to move through. I'm trying to help some of you. Because if you ever get hesitant in, in, in stepping into what God has in store for you, check your prayer life. You're hesitant about that, too. If you're ever unwilling to do what God told you to do, check your prayer life. You're probably unwilling to do that, too. Because one gives you the other. Prayer will give you the willingness to do what God tells you to do. That's why God says, come on in and consecrate yourself and do what I want you to do. That's why he's asking us to draw near to him this year, because God's got some stuff to do. See, just like their commitment to prayer, they'll talk about it, but never really do it. Just like their commitment to prayer, they'll talk about it, but not really do it. It's like a lot of people talk about the will of God, but they won't really do it. Oh, they'll talk some stuff. But when it comes to show up, they don't. But I'll tell you what they need to do is just pray. No condemnation. And so it will be with the things that God has planned for their lives, too. They'll talk about it, but they'll never do it. Why? Because their prayer life proves it. Their prayer life proves it. See, the person who has trouble remaining committed in prayer or while praying, even while praying, because some people have trouble committed, staying committed while they praying. People have trouble remaining committed in prayer or while praying is a person who will also have trouble remaining committed while fulfilling the will of God for their lives. They'll start off doing so, but then they'll get distracted. Because you play like you practice. Because if you can't stay focused in practice, you're not going to stay focused in the game. And when it comes time to do what God said do, if you can't stay focused in prayer, you won't be focused in fulfilling what God has in store for you. It's just the same. Check a person's prayer life. You'll find out whether or not they'll have the ability to do what God said do. Just check their prayer life. Because a prayer life is so very important. Now, sometimes we can't check the prayer life because we might not be around them. So, but doing what you do is watch the fruit of it. Just watch the fruit of it. See, a person who has trouble remaining committed in prayer and while praying is a person who also have trouble remaining committed while fulfilling the will of God for their lives. Just like they're unfocused in prayer, they'll be unfocused in fulfilling the will of God for their lives. But a person who can focus in prayer, lock in in prayer, that although people might be moving all around, walking all around, hollering out, screaming out and doing everything else, they are like like a laser beam. They are locked in or what God said do. That's the person that's going to be able to lock in on what God said for them to do. Mm -hmm. See, the see, the one who finds many things to do other than pray will also find many things to do other than the will of God for their lives. The one that finds other things to do. I, I get to that later. I got to do this first. It's a, that's the same action that they're going to be able to do when it comes time to fulfill the will of God for their lives. Because if they keep putting off prayer, they're actually putting off the will of God for their lives. I know it is. Blessed be the devil, Lord. Ain't going to get a lot of amens tonight. Praise God. But it's, 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 it's true anyhow. It's tight, but it's right. Praise God. And it's helpful. It's not condemning, it's helpful. Because if any of us have struggled with the will of God, just check the prayer life. When you lose your struggle in prayer is when you'll win the battle to do what God said do. Turn to Psalms number one on three. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. Now I'd be knowing why God be extending that worship time a little bit longer. It's to prepare the hearts hearts nice and pliable for what he's about to do. Psalms number 103 and that's talk to you. We'll start reading It stands stanza number 19. The Lord hath prepared his throne in the heavens and his kingdom ruleth over all. Bless the Lord all ye his angels that excel in strength that do his commandments hearkening unto the voice of his word. Bless ye the Lord all ye his host. That word host is talking about Military campaign. That's you. You're you're God's host. Praise God. You're God's army. I don't know if you know that or not. You're God's army. Blessed be the name of the Lord. He said, bless ye the Lord, all ye his hosts. Ye ministers of his that do his will. See, that blesses the Lord when you do his will. That word bless is an interesting word. That word bless means to kneel. So when it says bless the Lord right there, it says kneel to the Lord kneel to the Lord. Kneeling is a sign of submission. Kneeling is a sign of submission. See, our submission to the will of God blesses God. Our submission to the will of God blesses God.
1: Well, that's all that we have time for today. I hope that you were blessed by what the word of God had to say. I hope that you learned a little bit more about the intimate relationship that God wants to have with us. I hope even more that you're learning about the pathways that we can take to have the increased intimacy that God wants with us. So, let's believe God's word is true. And let's walk along the pathways to increase intimacy with God that he's laid out for me and you. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210 That's area code 210 Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center. 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'd be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio and surrounding areas, come on by and see us. Where the Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 645, Saturday afternoons at 430, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. If you need a ride, we'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. You'll be blessed if you do. I guarantee you. And to all the sisters in San Antonio and surrounding areas, we have something for all of you to do, especially if your New Year's resolution was to get closer to God. We invite all the sisters in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to the Blessed Women of God Breakfast Fellowship this Saturday morning. It's an all-you-can-eat breakfast at the Brothers from Word of Faith. Prepare for the Sisters of Word of Faith. That's the best breakfast in town. It's one of my sisters that you don't want to turn down. Then after we feed you naturally, we're going to feed you spiritually too. With a powerful word from God, straight from heaven, just for the sisters. That's including you. There's no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. It starts at 9.30 a.m. sharp and it ends at 12 noon. Don't be late, as if you want to play. Child care is provided at no charge. Need a VIP Transportation Service is available for this too. Don't miss this awesome opportunity to allow the brothers from Word of Faith to treat you like the queens you are. By preparing for you and serving you a breakfast fit for the royalty you are. So come on through and bring a couple sisters with you when you do. You'll be so glad you did and they will too. So come on through. And let us be a blessing to you at the Blessed Women of God Breakfast Fellowship this Saturday morning at Word of Faith SA. I guarantee that you'll be blessed. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing Word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the Word? Y'all stay blessed. See you
0: tomorrow.